Today on the AF Podcast, I'm joined by South Shariah family member and head coach of Excel Hoops, Randall Walter, as we discuss the NBA offseason. We discuss all the winners and losers, the Lakers in the jump on the competition, if the Clippers are falling behind them, and how the hell did Milwaukee screw up that Bogdanovich deal, and, and, and could that ultimately cost them Giannis in the near future? Plus, we also discuss CP3 joining the Suns if Danny Ainge was doing way too much. Plus, we also discuss if the amount of player movement ultimately hurts or helps the NBA. We celebrate Fred Van Vliet's re-up and a lot more. Sasha Rav is available if you listen to your podcasts. You can pretty much listen to this everywhere. Apple Podcasts, TuneIn and Alexa, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Listen, rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe, 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 subscribe to all of the shows from Sasha Rav Radio. Hit the like button, the favorite button, click all the five stars. It costs you it costs you nothing. It takes less time for you to do that than it takes me to finish this sentence. See how fast that was? Right. Thank you for tuning in if you're coming here for the first time. I appreciate you more than DJ Khaled does, I swear. I really do. But I'm serious. I'm serious though. I do. And to check out all of my latest episodes and past episodes, please make sure you subscribe to SouthShareAve.com. Once again, that's SouthShareAve.com. This podcast was recorded on Thursday night, so it's going to make more sense once I break a piece of news on this episode. All right, so stay with me. It's the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Shore Ave Radio. Let's do it. Welcome to the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Shore Ave Radio. <laughs> Welcome to the Av Podcast. My guest today is the South Sharav family member, the head coach of Excel Hoops, also a part of Uplay Canada. And with the signing of Fred Van Vliet, he is now further equipped to lead Team Lightskin into the future as CEO of the movement. <laughs> Please welcome Randall Walter to the show. How are you doing today, sir? Yo, that, that, that's a great intro, man. Oh, I love man. how it gets. It keeps getting longer and more <laughs> eloquent. You know what I mean? I was wondering how much could you stretch the light skin thing? Well, you managed to touch on my man, you know, F-double-V. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a good time for Team Lightskin right now. I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm telling you, I surprise myself when I when I when I do these intros. Sometimes I don't even know until I start doing it, and I'm like, "Damn, I did, okay." <laughs> we, we extended it another another episode, another episode. So what's good, my man? Everything good? Nah, everything's good, sir. You know, you're here to talk about the, uh, or I should say, we're here to talk about the the NBA off season, the crazy off season from the draft picks and crazy. all the movements that's been happening, and all in such a short span of time with the season literally like coming around the corner it's uh it's, yeah. it's we've never seen anything like this before obviously because of covid or because of the rona you know yeah. it's everything yep. is everybody's life has been uh shifted and 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 shaken and switched upside down and you know and, which mm -hmm. includes sports you know so we're seeing the magnitude of that here with all these right. moves and, and and it's funny because like you know normally we do our 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 preseason pod episodes the last few years and we're still gonna do them but it's like mm -hmm. this shit is so close to to this episode it's like damn you know i almost don't want to say too too much because i, I want to save some stuff for you know when we <laughs> have to record that in a few weeks like that's it's just crazy 
right? We always do our state of the fairs for Raptors, and it's like, dang, like we just got literally the 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 the, uh, the end of the season was like the off season, right? Right. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how these teams kind of segue into the season with a, such a small period of time to gel with all these off seasons moves. It was like musical chairs and almost like you know days of our lives. All of us stuck to the <laughs> Stuck to screens and radios, trying to figure out what's going on and what the landscape of the of, of the NBA is going to look like in in twenty twenty one, and uh, and also what what's going to look like going into the future. Because I think a lot of teams set themselves up for that kind of following year, and hopefully when things come back into normalcy. Yeah, and 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 the thing is too, like you even looking like some of the draft picks, for example, and. There's no, there's no, you know, NBA summer league for them to kind of ease into this process, right? Like they're getting, they're getting mm-hmm. drafted and and potentially playing an NBA game a month later. Like that's crazy. Yep. After, after sitting out since basically some players been sitting out since February March, so it's almost nine yep. months, and all of a sudden, boom, you're going to Atlanta, and all of a sudden, you know, a month later, you're, you know, you're guarding Paul George. You're like, what the hell's going mm-hmm. on here? You know, like you don't have that. That lead up, so it's a little crazy, you know. Which well, it's back to AAU days or something. These are young cats. See, ain't our. This ain't our era, man. This is their era. That, you know, what I mean? these cats are. They're used to playing with each other. No, I've that's seen literally true. AAU games. See, where kids would play on one team, flip their jersey, and play on another, or play on like say U sixteen. Play a full game, sit for about an hour, then play another full game. U seventeen, like craziness. Yeah, so these boys are built for this. They, they, they're built for this. They they play all the time, and and it's funny because that's what leads to like, you know, I remember that that um that that report article a few years ago with ESPN talking about the players who you know for like the amount of injuries that's been happening with uh, this whole AAU lifestyle in terms of players uh-huh. playing nonstop, and I mean. You see the effects of it, right? Because you're seeing some guys <laughs> having major injuries that normally wouldn't happen at this age. Look, look at, look at, um, look at Clay Thompson. Look at, like, look, look at Jaden Walter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For those who don't know, that's my son. Only 15 years old, has two major knee uh, um, injuries, one surgery, one you know uh, um, fracture in his other knee, and uh, and he's only 15. And, and you know we had to pull him back from playing all this ball. Like it's just. It's insane. It's 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 not a it's a culture of twenty four seven three sixty five of basketball and you know in our in a specialized in our era you know what I mean like I was t- I was telling my son about how I would go from football to the to, to, to the hardwood and like it was automatically known in the first two weeks I was getting shin splints. You talk about shin splints, these kids they don't know what it is. That's true. Yeah. All that oh, I think I got shin splints. Hell no, you don't got no shin splints. You can play ball all year. How the hell are you gonna get shin splints? You know what I mean? It's true. So from from different it, different man. different sports and turf. It's true because even yep. when I was younger, as much as I was a ball head, I still played track. I always yep. played soccer, especially like elementary. Coming up to like probably like ninth grade is when I stopped playing soccer. But like you yep. you did consistently different sports. You know? Yep. Even if you're playing with your friends, not 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 seriously, it's just out there doing different things, yeah. working on different movements. But anyway, as we digress. It's, it kind of does segue us back into the what the off season is looking like, and and, and, and I guess you got a, the the layout of, of what you want to discuss, and I'm interested to hear. 
Yeah, so you know what? Usually when we do this, um, we always, you know, I always have my questions first, and then I end it off with the winners and losers. But I'm going to flip it this time. We'll start mm-hmm. off with the winners and losers, and then we'll get into the main topics of, of what mm-hmm. we're going to talk about. Um, so for in terms of winners and losers, Gordon Hayward, is he a winner or loser of this process? I kind of know the answer already to that. but <laughs> See, come on now. <laughs> Yo, my man was on the verge of like I, I like I don't even know what was gonna happen if he stuck around with Boston because it was not going in the right direction with him. I mean, you had them young cats shining over him, and you know when when he was talking about trying to get out and, and uh, re- first of all, I thought he would automatically re up on that contract, and I was like, who the hell in their right mind would pay that man something within that kind of range or anything remotely close to what he's performed to i'm not talking about what his his hypothetical talent is or hypothetically what he can do what he has been doing has not shown has not come to fruition right and some of that yeah i blame injuries but good god you know with the emergence of tatum and brown these overshun him, and who else was the the, the the worst organization to pick up not only pick them up but offer them a horrendous contract right when they're getting out of one with Batum, Charlotte Hornets. So the winner is, and the king of all white basketball players right now, <laughs> Gordon Hayward. <laughs> Don't you dare take that spot from you, from Luca. Don't you dare. Don't you dare take that. Spot. I'm talking about like cornbread fed white Americans, you know what I mean? That Euro swag, they got their own kind of bucket right now. He's represented. Like, how Larry Bird represented for the all white people. You can see the pride they have when they wore that Celtics jersey. <laughs> now people got pride wearing that, that Charlotte jersey. But, but, you, but, you know, but you know what, though? Like, yeah, I know you're saying some of it is injury. I think a lot of it is injury. You know, I, I think, you know, that, that horrific injury had, you know, um, mm-hmm. that first, this first game as a Celtic, I mean, it changed his whole career for, with Boston, right? Like, like, you know, and who knows? Number one, you don't even know if his ankle's ever going to be the same again. Probably not after mm-hmm. that kind of injury. But you're, you're mm-hmm. right. Like, after all the injuries, the nagging injuries that come with such a you know, injury with that, like, it's, it's mm-hmm. tough because, you know, other guys are going to rise. And, and for Boston, they had so much draft picks. They had so much opportunities to get, you know, the number two pick, number three pick. Like, as you mentioned, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were number three and number two in back-to-back lotteries. You know what I mean? Like and then you get Kyrie Irving, you get Al Horford, you know what I mean. So it's just it's just things just start snowballing. It kind of leaves you with a little bit in the in the in the back of the pack. So and then, and then with him too, like what makes it tough is because Brown took that leap this year too. So you know what I mean. So even though he was healthy and he started and he did play better until he got hurt this year, but Brown also made this leap. So now it's like man, it's almost like Gordon Hayward was like a redundant. It was a he's like a redundant skill on Boston, you know what I mean? So it kind of yeah, makes it yeah. it makes it tough to like keep somebody that's making $34 million or whatever it is a year and and you have two players that basically play the same position that are way younger and healthier. You mm-hmm. know, so it, it makes it tough. But in, 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 in Hayward's chance, obviously he's a winner because I mean, I think he gets a chance to lead a team you know, at least for the, at least until the rest of his prime runs out. And Look, man, he continues to bring in generational wealth. I I know that sounds kind of funny to say, but let's be real. Look, this is professional sports, man. Not everybody's going to win a ring. And sometimes, sometimes, depending on the situation you're in, money's more important than the ring sometimes, man. I know that sounds funny to say, but, like, not everybody's got a, got a chance to win. Like, So if you're, in, if, if you're in Hayward's position, 
you had all these injuries. You got you got to think about your health going forward. Some team comes and offers you thirty million dollars over the next four years. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. Char- Charlotte is you know a lottery team or what have you. I mean, in, in a position like him, I you, I think you got to take it. Why? Like, yeah, I, yeah you want to rent a ring and stuff. That's cool. But is anybody else going to offer you something close to this? No. No, like, like I, I, I was listening to an interview with Batum where he apologized to the Charlotte fans for for his performance over this, that that kind of contract span, mm-hmm. and it's like you know people are kind of ripping into him. And he's like, dude, like I didn't ask, like people are mad at me because I took this money. Like, <laughs> what do you expect me to do? Like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't proactively go out there and say, hey, uh, I want this big contract. I obviously I do. My agents worked it out. They put it in front of me. I had other options, and I said, golly, I'm signing this one. Right. Like, hey, it didn't work out. It didn't work out. Like, you can't blame me for, for signing the contract. I didn't try to steal it. It's not like I woke up in the morning and said, damn, now I'm eating good. I'm not going to play ball anymore. Mm-hmm. He, he wanted to play well. It just didn't work out. So, look, I don't blame Hayward. He won. Yeah, He's the man. He came out He came out on top with this one, man. I, I, blame, I blame the Hornets. And they took a major L. I think he would have probably taken a little bit less to go, to, to go back home, to go to Indiana. But... You know, uh, Danny Ainge and those guys are kind of playing the fool. We're going to get to him in a moment. But uh-huh. you look at that whole situation and, you know, another team comes and offers you that kind of money. Like, what are you, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, you want to win a ring, but, I mean, $120 million is $120 million, man. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> you got to uh-huh. take that. You got to take it. You got to take it. Um, yeah. You know, so um, next up we got uh, Bogdan Bojanovic. Winner or loser? For him, yeah. Um, Sac- Sacra- I, Sacramento's, you know, restricted yeah, yeah, region no, no. that went to Atlanta. I just no making yeah, sure people yeah. don't c- confuse him with the one from Utah. But go ahead. No, 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 no. You know, I, I mean, I think he, he he came out on top. I mean, I think he got a little bit more than he would have if he went to Milwaukee. Uh, I think he would be in a better situation in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it is what it is, right? He he he's. He, I, I guess at this t- at this point in your career, you gotta look out for you, um, you know. And, and and on top of that, I think he is in a, a pretty good situation. Not a situation like he is in Milwaukee, but he's in a pretty good situation in Atlanta right now with all the other pieces they had coming in. Yeah, I mean, four years, seventy-two million dollars over the the life of the contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gets to select the team that he wants to go to. Uh, plus, mm-hmm. Lee Sacramento, and, and and the words of the illustrious <laughs> words of J Rock, win, 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 win. You know, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> like, and and I mean, just to touch on what you what you were saying, he has to get paid. Like, the guy's twenty eight years old. There isn't no second max contract or second big bag waiting for him. Like, this nope. may be it. So yes, as a 28 year old on on the one time contract where you're gonna get paid out the most or you, or you get the big bag as as you you know you want to say like mm-hmm. there there is you can't worry about the next contract as long as the Hawks build properly he's gonna be there for the majority of of their rise you know what I mean depending on how they manage themselves but mm-hmm. again this is a situation that like you got you got to take like would it would have been better for him to be in Milwaukee where he can win and you know be on TV. 25 to 30 times a year in nationally televised games and stuff. Absolutely. But again, if he went to Milwaukee, number one, I mean, they, I mean, that's a whole other topic too, which we'll get into, but they screwed themselves up with that, the way they, they dealt with that situation. Cause if he would have did the sign and trade, he would have made less money. 
28 years old, you you like you have to like get as much money as possible, especially the way he's been playing. Right. Right. Ain't no way around that. Danny Ainge, winner or loser? <laughs> yeah, look, man, Danny Ainge, da- Danny Ainge tried to outsmart himself, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it, sorry, he's not, he didn't try to outsmart himself. He, he was too smart no, for his no, own good. No, I think you're right. I think he tried to outsmart himself. <laughs> he, he, you know, like, I think he got a little too greedy. Um, you know, if you're going to let us, a guy like Hayward go, get something for it, right? Mm-hmm. But the one thing I will say, I, say I, I would call him an ultimate loser. But I, I just heard, I think it was this morning or maybe yesterday night, that he actually is trying to do a signing trade now with um, Charlotte. So we're looking at a 13 to incorporate in it. So if he's able to pull that off, then it may not be as bad as it initially looked. Like, you know, I, I mean, obviously the Celtics really needed um, – you know, a presence in the middle. I, I personally, like, hey, they did a good job. I, you know, he did a good job getting Tristan Thompson. I think yeah. that fits the bill of what they need. So, Absolutely. you know, but I, I think Miles Turner would have been a better fit because they need more of a defensive presence. And Miles Turner could stretch the floor with his threes. I agree. You know, he's not the greatest rebounder, but they got some, they, they, their guards rebound well. So, um, you know, right now, it, it still juries up if it's a total L. But it's an L right now because I think they could have got a lot more out of it. And I still think McDermott could have helped them as well. You know, he's like a stretch four, right? Yeah. Um, he could play the three, the four. He put him in to shoot some threes and, you know, off the bench. I think he was an added addition to, for some depth. He had a pretty good but, um, too. You know, you know, I, 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 I don't, I think they, I don't even know why they would be fighting to get Oladipo or, um, I can't remember the other piece they were um, asking for. Um, TJ Warren. Yeah, TJ Warren, because right. they, 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 they that, again, that's a redundant piece of what they already have. Um, unless they're getting some more draft picks, which I'm not sure Indy has anything that's worth, you know, training right now. But otherwise, you know what? Um, if you were going to rate it on an a, 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 to, a to F scale, I'd give them right now a C minus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I mean, first off, yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you're saying because I, I do like the Tristan Thompson move. I think that's somebody that they really needed. But I, I think if you can get, you know, Miles um, Turner and, um, and and McDermott, like to me, I was like, that's a pretty fair deal. You know what I mean? Like in terms yeah, of, yeah. Of, of what they're offering. Cause he's a, I mean, on the right team and the right motivated, the, the right motivation in his heart and his mind, that's an all-star. He could be, he can be an all-star big. But with that being yeah. said, even if, even if he doesn't reach that, like just where he's at now also works perfectly with Boston. For all the reasons that you said, you know, like he's a three, he's a three and D, he's a stretch, a stretch five. He can score a bit in the post. You know what I mean? He can get the garbage points. He, he plays, he blocks a lot of shots. You know, this is, this is things that they, they were kind of lacking, especially, and it kind of stuck out like a sore thumb when they played Miami, right? Like this is, this is the type of things that you need. So I think personally, why not like, like to try to go get TJ Warren, like he was, he was doing too much. And then I think I think yeah. I think the other thing with 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 uh, with Ains that you got to look at too is, look, man. I mean, after all the years of accumulating all these picks, you know, because you remember it started in 2013 when they got like basically all of Brooklyn's future, basically, which yeah. Brooklyn just only now recovered from the last couple of years ago. But they got about five years, four to five years worth of of uh, lottery picks and pick swaps and. 
doing it with other teams and just accumulating picks and stacking them over and over again. Like after all of that, to see Al Horford, uh, Kyrie Irving, and Gordon Hayward all leave for nothing, I don't know, man. It's not a good look. At the same no, time, neither. like mind you, because of because of Brown and because of uh, especially because of Tatum, who just signed like a what is it five year one hundred ninety five million dollar deal. So because he he got he could, because he really secured the bag, like it it kind of works out for them. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like. Like, dude, like that's a lot of that is a lot of people to leave. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, and that's and that's pretty high level talent. Like, like you know, for all for different reasons. But the, you can't like that's on your resume. The fact that all three of these guys left. These are guys that you kind of planned for at the same time or came your way to plan for, and they all walked. You know what I mean? Like, it's that's not a good look. So there's not something a good going look on. At all. You because you, you figured by the time like the end of the decade came or like the, the beginning of this new one. Um, you figure at this at this point in time, especially like three, four years ago when they got Kyrie, didn't you think by now they would have played in the NBA Finals or won a title? You know what I mean? Like the fact that none of that's happened, and all you have to show for it is is again is is like it's just Brown and Tatum and Marcus Smart. I mean, you got uh, Kemba Walker, but you know, like <laughs> I don't know, like that's after all that, like this that, after all everything's the, the dust is settled. This is all you got. I, I think that's kind of crazy too. You know? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like you said, like, uh, is it is it the worst spot to be in? No, is it? The, could they have done better? Yes, um, you know, like I think you you mentioned it, the fact that I, I mean, I thought he would have learned from the Kyrie situation. Um, yeah. You know, he had he had a chance to really bolster his his roster and and be competitive. Um, you know, getting Turner, I have a feeling they'll see. And talent is in the eye of the beholder, um, and it could be something with Brad Stevens. He's a kind of a weird cat that likes certain people. And, 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 and I have a feeling, and, and I'm just—I'm not saying I heard this anywhere, but I just sometimes a player we all think is good for that team may they, they, sometimes that team may not look at that player the same way. We do, right? So I have a feeling that maybe that they're not as high on Turner as maybe we think he is. Maybe they've studied his game and they're like, eh, we're not enamored with him. He's he's good. We'll take him. But, you know, we want more, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, That could be the situation. I don't know. Um, Like maybe get a pick. You know what I mean? Like maybe get a pick or something. like Yeah. I think they tried, and I think, you know, and I think Indiana did, you know, it was fair that they were like, look, man, we'll flip you these two young assets. You know, Sabonis is really their shining star right now. I think right. he was even an all-star last year, right? Yeah, he, you was. Know, nominee. he was. So, I mean, like, you know, like, they, they can't they can't play they, they can't play those two together. It just doesn't work. Um, you know, Sabonis is more of that kind of five. And, then you know, with Sabonis having a good breakout year, they needed to have, they need to showcase him. And, and you kind of got to start Turner because he's like he's a he's a unicorn right he's a he, he's a presence in the middle he can't score he's, I mean and, and he can shoot threes I mean you yeah. know and he's and he's and he's making like eighty million dollars or whatever it is right like precisely right you yeah. know so you know so it's kind of a unique situation they're in as well and I think it worked out for both teams because they need that kind of presence at the three and they have the they're on the up and up with you know, you know, with what they have. So I figured, you know, they could have probably signed someone 
um, to come in to, to kind of be a backup or, or play, you know. But I think they would, that would help their team having Gordon Hayward come back to Indiana, you know, mm. um, to his home, home state. So, anyway. Um, Los Angeles Clippers, winners or losers of the offseason? Um, I, I think they're winners. Uh, I, I think they did all right. You know, that Sergi, I, I would have said they were losers until they pulled off that Sergi Baca signing. Because mm-hmm. uh, everybody was kind of like, "Well, what's going on?" You know, they're, they're you know they lost uh, um, Trez Montrez. Yeah, yeah, Montrez. You know who? You know, honestly, Montrez to me, it, I, I'm not enamored with his game. You know, um, and it was a bit of a surprise. But you know, Sergio Baca ultimately is a better fit for them. You know, um, better fit game wise. Better fit. I think. You know, I think they both bring a good energy but i think the synergy was would be better with surge because he had a good synergy with Kawhi. um you know i i think it's a good look all around you know for, for them that that saved everything you know them also bringing back um marquise morris i mean marcus morris sorry you know i think he's the better twin <laughs> and then uh you know is it zubak i think he he was he, he was coming to his own as well so I think they, they you know, yeah, they, they came out all right. Um, they, pos- they, they positioned themselves better, um, you know, to, to compete. Um, you know, I still think there's still going to be some synergy issues there. But if I were to give them a grading, mm, I wouldn't give them an A. They won, but I'd probably say they're around a B. Yeah, I, um, huh, I, <laughs> Because I'm looking at their roster, and and I feel like there's a little more holes in it now than there were before. Now, get, don't get me wrong. I love Montrez, but he got exposed in that Denver series. And I think that's why when you look at what uh-huh. he signed for, it kind of represents that, right? It represents uh-huh. the fact that Jokic, it, it hurt his pockets at the end of the day. You know what I mean? It, it just it does, it represents that fact. Because, I mean, two years, $19 million. I, and it's, it's interesting because I wasn't sure what he was worth on the market because I'm like, the fact that, you know, six man of the year, put up great stats off the bench. He's a great hustle player. He's he's the one that brought the most energy for the Clippers, especially as, as, as their bigs and stuff. Which And you needed him. You really needed that mm-hmm. energy. But at the same time, you're like, you know, he's like a 6'5 power forward. You know, or 6'6 six, six power forward. So it's like the bigger teams now, which it seems like in some strange way, teams are getting a little bit bigger now, especially now with uh-huh. the Lakers winning. Like their team was so big last year. That yeah. It's going to have an effect. Denver being a big team, that has an effect. You know, so if you can't guard those bigs, you're, you're even with a, even with the awards and the accolades, you're, you're, you're almost like rendered not useless, but like, you know, it just it just you kind of get obsolete, you know. So if you're a contender like I it was interesting because I, I was wondering what you would pay him. But I didn't I actually thought he would get more than this. Uh, like, I'm actually surprised by that. Um, but with that said, like Serge coming on the team, like that's a good move. It's a it's a, it's a great recovery because he can guard some of those bigs. Like he's not going to have too much issues guarding some of those bigger players. The problem is, is that he's 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 essentially on a one year deal. Because he has a player option in 2021, so if you know if, if Kawhi and, and Paul just say fuck it, we're going to another team, he can leave too. You know, so that's that's the problem. You know, like mm-hmm. he's not there for like I know it's a two year deal, but it's essentially a one year deal. Um, so and to me, it's like I I, I guess in my sense, I, I call him a loser in a sense, at least for now, because 
it feels like this is a make or break season. Obviously, it is because Kawhi and, and PG thirteen could they could opt out next year after the season's over. But you yeah. don't get you don't get the feeling like they've done all they can to surpass their intercity rival, which is the Lakers. You know, yeah. like, unless there's a future deal coming that we don't know about. So that's why I'm saying for now, you know, because maybe there's a deal coming, you know, that that's under the works that could either get him a, a better point guard, you know, to kind of like run the offense. And I don't know, like, it's interesting. It's interesting to see. But I mean, they picked up. um, um Oh, my gosh. What's his name from uh, Detroit? Uh, Luke Kennard. They pick up Luke Kennard, which I, I like Luke Kennard. Think he may he may help you know yeah. with the scoring coming off the bench. He can play. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've always liked him from Duke. He was nice, um, yeah. but at the same time, it's like I feel like they're still missing. They're they're missing somebody to run the offense. That's why it's funny. I thought they were gonna get Rondo. I don't know what happened in those deals. Like the fact that Rondo went to Atlanta, I'm like I'm a little like surprised by that. You know, because I thought I thought the Clippers like that was a pr- even if he didn't start. I figured like he would be finishing games or playing in the most important parts, especially of the bigger games or the playoff games. I thought, yeah. and, and plus, you know, he, he, sp- he spent two years in LA. I know he won with the Lakers, but I mean, he doesn't have to leave the city to be a part of a, of a contending team. I figured for short, this is like, Oh, this is a done deal. So the fact that it didn't happen, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm surprised. Yeah. I, I, and I'm also wondering, like, did they have, did they even like, who's a backup point guard? I'm gonna check right now. I'm not even sure. I mean, Patrick Beverly's still the starting point guard. I mean, yeah, do you want to say? I mean, do you want to consider Lou Williams a point guard? Because that maybe it might be him. I don't know. Yeah, I guess Lou Williams is the backup. Yeah, you know, but it's yeah. it's 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 a little weird. You know what I mean? Like the the fit is a little. I don't know. Like I said, I just figured. I'm looking at the roster right now. Their backup point guard is. I don't even. Ah, it's it's tough to say, man. It's tough to say. Probably, it's Kai, probably Lou Kai, right now. Kai Bowman? Kai Bowman? Is did you say him? I, no. No. I don't know. Like Terrence yeah. Mann? He's more of a shooting guard. They don't really, guard, yeah, yeah. They, they don't really have. That's that's what I mean. So like unless there's somebody coming, like I don't I don't know. It's just it's just a weird move. Like it's just I don't know. It's like it's it's not I feel like and we're gonna get to the Lakers in a little bit, but I, I feel like there's something missing. Like there's something. There's a move still missing that needs to be had. Uh, what about Philly? Are Philly Philadelphia 76ers? Are they the winners and losers of the offseason? Um, you know, I, I still think they're kind of like, kind of like the Clippers. Like they got a little better, maybe a little bit better. Like that Dwight Howard signing was decent. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, I'm not cra- I'm not crazy about him and 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 Embiid hanging out together though. But. No, but I mean, it's, I think it's more, it's it's more about at this point that listen, Embiid cannot withstand a full season, right? Of uh, just due to injuries, due to just different logistics, he, he's not he's not durable. I don't think he takes care of his body yet. I don't think he's mature on that aspect. So you got a good backup center that can give Embiid some breaks without any major drop offs. And you can kind of change your style. I know they added a few shoot, some shooting around them. Like I do think Danny Green and and I, I think I can't remember. Was it uh, was it Tony Bradley? Was it? Did he go there? No, um, Seth Curry went there. Seth Curry, yeah. Um, I, I know they added some 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 size and some shooting. Um, you know, I, I think with the with with the coaching staff that's over there. Um, you know, they, they probably have the best coaching staff in the league right now. 
Um, I think they'll they'll do wonders with that squad, um, and, and I think they they might they might you know make some more moves. You never know, right? Until, yeah. but I I think right now that they're it's not horrible. Um, you know, I don't think they've they got better, but I don't think that's not saying much because they were they weren't that great last year, right? So mm-hmm. we'll see how they how they. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of of the Simmons and and B combo. Um, you know, unless you surround them with like, you know, like they had that squad with JJ Redick and all those shooters. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was that that was a squad that you got. It, it's kind of like LeBron, like you know, like Simmons. You know, LeBron could shoot a little bit, but but like Simmons is great at penetrating. So if it, you know, that's kind of the strength. A big point guard, big body. You know, could get in the lane, finish very well around the hoop. Um, you need to surround them with 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 you know with shooters. You know. So when he penetrates, he can kick out. He has all these options to kick out. Um, you know, some more three and D guys. But um, I, I'm not sure what's going on. But I, I think you know they, they they made some progression and going in the in the better direction uh, compared to what they were doing. Like I didn't understand some of the signings they did last year, mm-hmm. or, or, or you know, with you know getting uh, Al Harford over and uh, what's his name um, from the Clippers, um, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. You know, like I, I, not, I don't see the fit with those guys, right? Um, but yeah, I, I think they're the winners. I think they're they're a winner this off season. I, I think a large part of it is because of Doc. Um, I, I just think mm-hmm. that they needed a different voice in the locker room, and mm-hmm. I think he can motivate Embiid and Ben Simmons to just to play to their their best or at least close to their potential. Like I like some mm-hmm. of the moves that they made too regarding their surrounding players. Because he, he, they even picked up. Um, I like Maxi from uh, Kentucky. I liked him. I don't know if you got a chance to see him last year, but I, I liked him on at least from the games that I watched. You know, as, as a draft pick, so I think that was that was actually a pretty good move. Even though Doc's not famous for playing rookies a lot, but I thought that was a good move. Um, but, yeah. But going forward, I mean, yeah, they they got some more outside shooting, which helps. I, I'm like I'm. I know some people think, or people think like yourself. They don't think they can. Um, Embiid and Simmons can play together. I think they. I think they can play fine together. But I, I just think. Okay. But I just think. Um, okay. Like, yeah, I think. I think Simmons number one. Obviously, the the, the the shot thing is just that's just sticking out like a sore thumb. That's the elephant in the room. Like you, <laughs> they gotta fix it. See, it's a make or break. It's a make or break league. You know what I mean? When I say make or break, make or miss. Sorry, league. If you can't shoot in this new era of the NBA, you are you're you're kind of like a dinosaur. So like I I don't like for me it's like yeah he could do certain things he has great intangibles but look, look like it's so easy to pack the paint on him. Made now. one of the All NBA teams teams this year, so I mean you got yeah, that but, too. You know, yeah, but his team finished like what, like six or seven? You know, seven in the East, six yeah. or seven? Yeah, like in the East, yeah. So I mean that like that's not saying nothing. Like, yeah, he's the best player on a shit team. Great. You know, and B played like half the season. Great. You know what I mean? Like they 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 when they Jimmy Butler was the best thing that happened and the worst thing that happened to them, right? Um to show them how far they can get, and that's the furthest they're gonna get without like I don't think Embiid or Sims can carry a team. They need that third guy to come in, and that was a good big three. Yeah. And they needed they needed more time to gel. And they could have made a run. They could. They it, listen. They were a shot away from going to NBA, maybe winning the NBA championship. Yeah, because I think they had a, they they had a better squad to compete holistically versus 
um, Golden State. Yeah, I think I think they would have given Golden State some trouble, especially with the way they broke down at the end. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just because you need to look at some of the stats and stuff. They you know they always show that you know in beating Simmons, I think like in 2018, their plus minus differential was like plus 15 whenever they're on the court together. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I think I think it could work, but you got to put the surrounding shooters around them and, and mm-hmm. guys that can create and stuff. So mm-hmm. like I think it could work. It's just it's just and, and I think too, like, like I said, I just think it's one of those things where you, you, you improve from within. So I think the fact that they got yeah. Doc Rivers, like I mean, he, he popped up on their lap, you know, like nobody expected them to uh, to see him lose his job with, with the Clippers. So the fact mm-hmm. that they just got him out of thin air was like, I think that was a good move for them because I just think they needed another voice. I think Brett yeah. Brown did as much as he could. He was there for a long time, but you could see like there was just, there was a glass ceiling effect to it. You know what I mean? So to yeah. give to give him a chance there, like I think he's going to be motivated in terms of Doc and I think he's going to motivate those two stars. I think th- if those two stars are happy, I think everything falls into place. So... I mean, I know we differ on that that option, which again is fine. You know, I don't bring you here to agree with my my, my points. So, <laughs> but I think but, <laughs> but but I think it works. I think it I think it uh, works. Um, Atlanta Hawks winners or losers? Uh, I I I think uh, I think they're winners. You know, I I I think they've you know they went from a perennial bottom feeder now to um, I think possibly uh, a six seed highest right and, and maybe if 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 you never know they, they might even squeak into the, the five range but i think they're a playoff wow, intending playoff team wow you think they're that high huh okay yeah well these right yeah these like you know like it, it, i i i personally don't think other than you know brooklyn um uh, other than brooklyn kind of taking the surge uh mm-hmm. into the you know that kind of realm of, of top six or five uh, you know, the, the, all the other teams, if you really break it down, in my opinion, haven't really in the East, haven't really gotten that much better. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not like you're looking at the top five before and you're saying, oh, OK, there's going to be a major shakeup of except for Brooklyn. Um, they're the they're the team in the East, in my opinion, that had the biggest shakeup of a roster change. I mean, look at their starting five now. Yeah, it's pretty crazy right, right now. Yeah. Yeah, think about it. Like, like they're, they're starting five. They got uh, um, uh, Trey Young, uh, Bogdanovich, uh, Rondo, uh, Gallinari. Uh, they have the Collins kid, Marin, and Clint Capella. Forget, don't don't forget, Clint Capella's there. Look at that. That like that. I just named Rambo up six or seven players, and they all fit each other's game. Right? They, I, I think it's a good kind of. A mix of pieces. I think that uh, I like that Collins kid a lot. I always loved Clint Capella. Like I think the Boston was retarded for not going after him. Um, well, I mean, so he I wasn't think, a free agent, but I mean, you mean in terms of no, I've been a trade or something. Yeah, yeah, like like they could have offloaded to get him because Hawks didn't give up much. So um, yeah, you know, like I think that they, uh, they they're sitting they're sitting in a really good position. Hawks always find good players like like bench players that kind of i don't know if it's just a situation that come out and play well uh, and so they they always have some good bench depth it's just that their starters were never good um so i think this is gonna this is gonna catapult them to a playoff team i mean they're not looking I mean, contenders or anything but you know what? I, I think they're good you know you know i i project them seven or eight seed 
Yeah, I mean, I guess because they've been losing for so long, I guess this the moves that they made is kind of what makes them a winner because they got some vets and some yeah. other extra talent in place to to kind of mm-hmm. push them along a little bit further in the, in the development, which, you know, I, I guess is fine. I'm kind of like, yeah, they're a winner, I guess, because, like, to me it's like, okay, what, I don't know. The Bogdanovich sign, signing I like. Don't get me wrong. I like mm-hmm. I like that pick, right? With Gallinari, that's where I kind of, like, hesitate a little bit, where it's like, yeah, yeah you do need him for 32. sure. But he's, like, 32 yeah. years old. He's always getting hurt. That's 20 yeah. mil a year. Like, look, like, because right now, as it stands right now, uh, John Collins is a restricted free agent, and he wants he wants his max. I mean, the guy's mm-hmm. averaging the guy. I mean, you look at the guy's stats. The guy's average. Mm-hmm. The guy averaged 21 and 10. I never realized he was playing this good, but guy's average yeah, 20, 21 and 10, um, 58 percent from the field, 40 percent from mm-hmm. three, 80 from the line. Like, and he's yeah. giving you like a block and a half a game too. Like, this guy's good. Yeah. You know, so Very to me, good. to me, it's like I would have rather put my money into him, you know what I mean, than than put it into like Gallinari and you know, like you're spending money on Rondo, you're spending money on mm-hmm. Chris Dunn, you know what I mean, and and it's like, and then it's like with him, it's like okay, he's kind of in limbo, you know, where it's like I mean, he's, I don't think he's gonna hold out. He doesn't have a choice. He's gonna play, but you know, if he doesn't take that qualifying offer, or what have you. I mean, he's he's gonna go into free agency next year, and somebody's gonna somebody's gonna overpay for him. He's a good player, like I don't, Great player. I, yeah. So I'm like I'm yeah. kind of like confused as to why they would spend all this money and not put that money into into um into Collins like that. So I mean, he sees this contract yeah. is still out there. So I think that's kind of what's hanging over their head. And then to me, yeah, yeah. yeah. and and then to me too, it's like. I don't know. Like, I'm kind of like, what's the rush? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand they want to get better now, but I, I feel like if you're going to, I feel like they could have spent another year at least developing, trying to develop more of their young talent, especially too, because I, I don't know if they're trying to appease the fans, but I, I know Georgia is a different state when it comes to having stuff open publicly with Corona and you're seeing some of the football games, the Hawks games where they got some fans in the stands. But I mean, you're not going to have a, 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 you know, the, the, the arena full of full of people so like i don't know it's like i don't like in terms of fans it's like you're not going to really have too much fans there anyway if any at all so to me i'm yeah. like i don't know like like what do you like you're, you're doing all this to chase like the to chase 40 wins or 40 42 wins like i, I don't i don't know like it's it's a win because they, they upgraded their talent for sure so you, of course it's a win but to me i'm like I think that outside of Bogdanovich, I think they spent a little more money than they should have. That's just me, though. But right, right, right. I don't know. I just, I just like it's, it's a win, but I'm kind of just like, I guess. Yeah, but it, like I said, it, it, it's, it's not a, it's a win for them. Like they did a good job, considerably speaking, for an offseason kind of you know moves. They were right. shaking and baking. Right. You know, no, like a lot of teams may they, they probably were the second team in all of the NBA that was shaking and baking and made moves to, to better their team. They were not a good team to begin with. So they made a, a step forward. I mean, they didn't get a, anything major, but they got they got some they got a, a decent squad. Not earth shattering, but, you know, my mm-hmm. thing is, did they move the needle in the, to, to get better? That's what I measure. On. Like if I were to give them a grade, I give them a like, B plus A minus. Mm hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And, and then plus they also signed uh, Moses, a.k.a. Solomon Hill, to a contract, too. So that. Yeah, I like him, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, but he but he's Moses. I don't like. <laughs> he looks like Jesus. <laughs> he looks like something from the Bible. Uh, <laughs> with with that said, now after we've uh, we're leaving this section here, um, regarding the Lakers now, right? And this is not a winners mm-hmm. or losers. This is just these are just questions I have now. Is yep. is, it, is it the Lakers' world and we're just living in it now? Man, Bron gets what Bron wants. Man, that's all I could say. You know what I mean? Like, what the hell? Like, yeah, you like what the hell, man? Like Braun, man. Like, yeah, they they, they they made some. They got some good moves. Um, you know, they, they, you know, I thought initially, um, you know, I thought Rondo was a big loss because I, I thought he fit well with their team, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Like he he, he showed out right. Um, you know, and they were kind of holding Pat, kind of watching what was going on and and everything like that. But like, um. Once his chip started to fall, uh, you know, I, I thought the Harold piece was interesting. It, it, like on that team, it fits uh, less yeah. pressure on him. I don't know if it was the best move for him, but you know what? Whatever, that's what he wants to do. Mark Gasol, perfect touch. He's he's long in the tooth, but you know what? He's kind of he's he's going to be a bench player. You know, he's going to come off the bench, give him great in the pick and roll, can add some defensive depth. You don't think he's going to start? Like, he might. You might. I don't know if they're going to start him next to to to, to Davis. You know, um, I, I don't think he would start. If he does, I, I can't see that. But um, depends. I, I have no idea what they're going to do. They 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 got a lot of pieces. I think the Strider move. I have people sleeping on that man. I I love that move. Yeah, I, you know, I, I know you know I love Strider. I know I know, I know that's you my love guy. Shooter. Yeah, shooter, sorry. Yeah, Strider, shooter. I, I know that's yeah. your boy. I know that. I know you. I know you love him. So, so like a son. Like so, a son. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think I think that was a great move, um, you know, especially because you know he could play off off the ball too. So um, and Braun, you know, when the ball the balls in Braun's hands, so there's they, 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 it adds to the pace they like to play because he has a motor. I I, I love it. I, I think they I think they're 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 the you know they're going to be the perennial champions, right? So. Um, Who's gonna stop them? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy. I, I would have liked to say Golden State. So at this time, I'm gonna take my glass and and pour out a little liquor, or this in this case, my water um, for the Golden State Warriors because that was supposed to be yeah. the, uh, the the yeah. the main contender for them this season. But you know, my, yeah. you know, my thoughts and prayers to the Warriors for organization. Um, yeah, but, that's a major loss. Man. Tough man. I, 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 you know what? This funny thing is, I felt it like they were my favorite team, and I, and they're not. But I'm like, I felt it the same because I'm like, I, I really loved watching them, and I, I wanted to see how they were gonna come back. You know, so mm-hmm. so the fact that, like, I, you know what? Actually, let me see. Here. Are we gonna get to them? We're we're actually we're gonna get to them later. So let me let me save my my little bit of thoughts for them. But, um, yep. but to touch on what you're saying, you know, they also picked up Wesley Matthews. Um, really, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 to, like to me, like with Harold and with your boy, um, with Schroeder, they got two of the top scorers in the NBA out from last year on their bench. Like they, they actually improved their roster. Mind you, they haven't officially signed Anthony Davis yet, but you know, it's only a matter of time. Um, yeah, but, but you could, but you can honestly make the case though that like, Every contender took a bit of a step back. You know what I mean? Like the Clippers losing Harrell was for them was actually pretty big, even though I know we got exposed, but that was actually a bit of a hit. 
Um, yeah, yes. You know, and and, and, I, and I feel like they they signed Marcus Morris to way too much money. Um, Denver took a hit losing Jeremy Grant. I thought he played well for them, like especially in the bubble. Uh, the fact that you're losing him is 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 a is a tough blow as well. Um, yeah, you, you made your hit. You're seeing what's happening in Houston right now. They're imploding um, as we speak. And I like Portland and I like Utah's case to rise up the West ladder, but I don't think it's enough to to catch the Lakers. Like if anything, I think I think this offseason with with everybody taking a bit of a step back and Rob Palenka making the moves that he made, I think in a weird way he kind of extended LeBron's window just a little bit wider now. As long as him and, 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 and Anthony Davis stay healthy, of course. But mm-hmm. they, they kinda like open that window a little bit longer, which seems a little bit crazy. You know, like a month ago, I wouldn't, I would have totally disagreed with that. But now I'm like, shit, fuck. Are, are we gonna watch LeBron get his fifth ring? It's quite possible, you know. Yeah. Um. And with that said, now as, as, in terms of one of contenders, did Milwaukee screw up? Like, no, I think Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee went for gusto. I think Milwaukee tried to make some shrewd moves. I think the, Bar- the Bogdanovich, you know, that was a difficult blow for them man that was tough you know like um terrible terrible move you know like i i think that but the drew holiday that that set it up you know that that set it up like you know when 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 they made that 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 upgrade for from uh eric bledsoe i was like damn even though it was at an exorbitant kind of um exorbitant kind of cost for them Mm -hmm. but um you know i i think uh Ooh, no, ooh, they're, they're ooh, break, breaking news! Breaking news! Breaking news! What? The Bucks sign ex lottery pick. Get ready for this. Get ready for this, Randall. It's your boy. The Bucks sign Nick Stauskas to a one year deal. <laughs> Bada boom! Bada, Bada boom! He's back in. The, he's back in the league. I'm happy. He's for back. Me. Welcome back. Yeah. He's back. Is, is that a? Is a, is a, is a one year? They signed him for. Uh, yeah, one year deal. Okay, you know what? That that you know, Stauskas had some shooting. I heard he played well overseas. Yeah, um, that's good. Good for him. I'm happy. I mean, I don't know if that moves the needle for the Bucks. I I, I still think that, you know, um, like I, I think a lot of teams are playing kind of that hopscotch, conceding that hey, let the Lakers win it this year, and and in in 21, we're gonna all re up and go go into that Giannis sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, so, you know, do I think they made enough moves to win the NBA or win the East? No. Do I think that they can win the East? Yes. Uh, I don't think the dynamics has changed too much from the team they had last year, but they were still like the best team in the NBA last year uh, in regards to record wise. right? Right. And like two years in a row, the best team in the East. And the team hasn't changed, and no one in the East really got as no contenders really have got that much better. So, do I think they still got a chance of getting out the East? Absolutely, um, but I just think that they're not. There's not that gap that there was before, where they really should have went to the NBA Finals last year and screwed that up. This year, at least they have the same type of team, except a little bit better with 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 um, you know Holiday. Yeah, and you know hopefully Giannis comes back hungrier. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting, but um, I, yeah, I, I, I think that the, the Bogdanovich, you know, that kind of are they losers? It's, it's. I, I would say they're. You know, I kind of do. I kind of think they are, but 
I don't know if I call him out. Like, you know, I'll give him a C plus. You know, like, I, is it a, a loss where it's going to detriment to use, losing Giannis? I think that all depends if they don't make it to the finals. If they if they don't make it to the finals, whew, you think he's gone? Man, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I think again, it's so hard with someone like Giannis. It's that you know what? It, what what's so hard in life is is when you when you're an underdog. Right, and you have, and it doesn't matter what you do in life. You're an underdog, and you have some type of organization, whether it's at work or whether it's at, you know, in the NBA or any sports teams. You've seen it all the time, where someone takes a shot on you, and it's just a match made in heaven, where you just that that you begin to flourish, you know, and 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 not just flourish, you end up building yourself in a career and and becoming a shining star, and now you feel like you owe that organization, you know. You, you want to show them gratitude for everything they've done for you of taking that shot and believing in them and, and developing you into that, you know, that superstar that you, you, you knew you could be, but now look, now, now, now look, now it's a situation where you've reached the pinnacle. Like he's reached, nobody would have thought that Giannis was going to be what he is, right? A perennial kind of MVP, um, you know, could end up being the top 25 of all time, depending on how chips fall, you know, maybe, like maybe like, higher like, shit. Maybe, but I'm just I'm getting benefited out. Like it could be maybe higher, exactly. So, but but now it's down to legacy because now it's like he's got the accolades at a young age. He's done it. He's carried this franchise. It's a small market. He loves Milwaukee. But what do you want out of your your legacy now? So, like I don't see Giannis as a type to jump ship and go to a team like you know, the Clippers or L.A. or you know Golden State. I just don't see it. I think he, would, you know, from what I think, I think he'd stay in the East if I was a betting man. If he wasn't going to stay in the East, I could see him going to another organization where the pieces are there for him to be successful. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I think right now, um, you know, if I, I again, I, and I say this all the time, I think he's going to stay with Milwaukee. Yeah. I think you, something's going to drop soon, though. You, you, you. I think something. Sorry, go ahead. I think something's going to drop soon. Um, I really, really, really thought that you know. If if Giannis was going to leave anywhere, I thought that it would have been either Miami or Toronto. Mm-hmm. Now, Miami just signed Bam to a a, 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 um, a max extension, which mm-hmm. kind of screws with the cap now. So they don't Miami did, with with Butler and now Bam, and they read up a couple of the you know I I thought they were going to wait to read up Bam and figure out what was going to shake down with Giannis, but the, that signing really scared me in regards to saying what, what you know, because I'm a, I'm a diehard Raptors fan. So, you know, I, I'm optimistic to a certain degree. I still think he's going to stay with Milwaukee, but I think that Toronto is a team that is a fringe team to get him. Um, you know, with Masai there, you never know. But that deal right there showed me that Miami, I don't know, that something happened. Because remember, Bam shares the same agent with Giannis. Right. So there's something that they know. One or two things. One is, Giannis said, I don't want to go to Miami and play for Miami. That's one. Two is that Giannis is about to sign, you know, the Supermax with Milwaukee. Yeah, well, well I guess in this case it will it'll be both. Because I, I think, like, it's funny. To touch on what you are saying before with Giannis, yeah, by no means when he got drafted in 2013, he was a project. You know what I mean? Like, he had potential. But he was kind of a bit of a project. Like, we didn't know where he was going to be. 
You know, he wasn't a Bruno. He wasn't a Bruno. No, he wasn't. He wasn't a Bruno. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't a Bruno. <laughs> it wasn't two years or four years from being two years away or something, whatever it was. Right, know? right. But we we didn't we didn't know. We saw some semblance of the talent, you know, because um, at the time when he got there, it was it was, um, or I think it's within his first couple of years, they were trying to promote it as you know Jabari Parker. Remember when they drafted Jabari Parker? Like he was going to be the new wave and the the, the lead into the future and. You know, mm-hmm, and, and he mm-hmm. said, "No, sir." You know, he slapped that 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 option out their heads and became the guy, right? Like you, like mm-hmm. all that hard work he did. You, you're totally right. Like he he built himself up to be one of the best players in basketball, the back to back MVP. You know, he's arguably like going to be the biggest free agent we've seen if he doesn't sign this this uh, this super max contract. He's going to be the biggest free agent that we've we've seen in the game in years. You know what I mean? Just based on where mm-hmm. he is. What he's accomplished, the age that he's going to be when he when he steps into this contract, like it's mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. Um, but I like I think, yeah, like the like that 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 deal with Bam is is interesting because again, if if he comes to Miami next year, they have to basically clear out that ent- that entire roster for for it to work. If he signs, especially if he signs a max deal, and if you're somebody like Giannis, you can't ask Giannis to take a penny less than what he's worth. You know what I mean? Like it's just mm-hmm. like that's just that's just dumb. Like you can't ask a two-time MVP to take even a million dollars short of a max. Like no, yep. like I'm not doing that. You know, I'm like at this stage, I'm Giannis. I got my own sneakers. <laughs> I'm a two-time MVP. You know, like no, I'm still in my prime. I'm not sacrificing any money. I'm sorry. You know, um, but with that said, like it leaves the it leaves the options limited. You know what I mean? So if he does leave Milwaukee, there's Toronto. It, I, I've heard some rumors that there's also Dallas. You yeah, know, Dallas. D- Dallas is intriguing, man. That I for, that, that Dallas is very, very intriguing, um, scary intriguing. Because if I was Giannis, I would go to Dallas. But if I was also Giannis, and depending on what is what his vibe is, Toronto's right there, man. Yeah, they have the building blocks. Siakam, you know, you got the. The two young studs in Siakam and and Beverly, you know, the cornerstones are there. You know, you got some OG. good, like they're always, oh, yeah, OG. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Giannis, just it's a plug and play, man. You know what I mean? It's a plug and play, bro. I, I know. You so, know and, I, and, and, and so much free agents coming up too, man. You can always sign a vet men to somebody coming in to play center for them. You, you don't need much once you get Giannis in Toronto. You don't need much. I'm telling you. They are set. You can probably you got you can re up on Aaron Baines. You you you're good. You're good money if he comes. Now now you you don't think I know some people. Yeah, I know even in the last podcast, well not last podcast, but uh, previous podcast, I've had a couple of guests say they don't they don't like the redundant. They feel like having Giannis and Siakam is a redundancy. I I would love them both here. I don't care, but I know some people have that little hesitation about having the both of them on the same team that aren't like lights out shooters you know they were, were like they kind of take up the same areas on the floor but i'm like yeah. fuck it you know that's what nick nurse gets paid the big bucks for you figure that shit out you know yeah <laughs> you just take no, I, I, just, you know whatever like if he if he wants to come here you you, you ride with it who cares yeah well well i i agree with i agree with what, what people are saying i think that Giannis could play more of the three than pascal so defensively there's no drop off because they can both cover you know, I would say like two to four or two to five, sorry. 
Um, you know, Giannis can play the three. Pascal's can stay at the four. Defensive player of the year, dog. Like defensive player. There you go. They both can D up. They both, you know, I mean, I, I don't see any issues with them playing together. You know, you got Fred Van Vliet that can shoot. Um, you know, you, you can get, you know, you know, OG can also like slide in there. The two, you know, at, at times, you know, you got to, it's that you can actually run a Ross. You can r- run a lineup with Pascal. I mean, I mean a 0.5 with, with, with what's his name? Pascal at the four, uh, with Giannis at the five. Pascal at the four, OJ at the three, you, you know, whoever slides in at the two, and then you got, um, you know, uh, Van Vliet at the at, at the one. You know, it, I know people are not a big fan of Larry, but if, if they could get Larry, if, if they sign Siakam and they get Larry to some type of a, a, a hometown discount, that's a that's a chip right there, man. That's yeah. a chip right there, man. That's a chip right there, man. Yeah, it's 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 right there. That's why I think. That like in some ways like that that's that uh that Bogdanovich botch deal I think it's it's embarrassing because it like for for an organization that this day needs to put themselves in that position to screw that up mm-hmm. I I think it's mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy but like with with Giannis I kind of agree in some sense where like I can see him signing that supermax because he's not, like mm-hmm. the one thing with him is and this is why Toronto's intriguing. Because Toronto's the fourth biggest market, especially television market in North America, but they're treated like a small town market. You know what I mean? Like in terms of players coming here. You, I mean, we know that we've had a million conversations on this on and off this podcast. But mm-hmm. like with him, it's like Toronto's intriguing because I don't think he, he would be afraid to come here as an international player. Um, no. You know, but at the same time, like with, with Milwaukee, like he's, a, he's not a big market chaser. He was a loyal guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of those guys that, if the team does right by him, he'll do right by them. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, but the thing is, even like, and if he doesn't sign the supermax, like you know, I, I think it, it's interesting. So a couple of things, like I think number one, when it comes to the CBA, for example, which is going to be coming up, and I think in the next couple of years, if if Giannis doesn't sign the supermax, Randall, the, like the the next time the owners and the players come to the table, that shit is getting scrapped. Because really and truly, the, like the supermax option, the supermax contract is getting scrapped, because they, okay. they they put that in place because they wanted players to stay with their local team or stay with their team, give them incentive to you know to stay with the team that they're on because they can pay, you can pay them way more than any other team, right? But really and truly, the only one, the only two players that's taken this the supermax is Steph Curry, and and I believe in James Harden. Everybody else has mm-hmm. left. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like no everybody else has rejected that supermax. So at this stage, I'm like, if he doesn't, if he doesn't take it, I'm like, th- like to me, there's almost no point of having this this contract. But secondly, I think if you were him, I would sign it. I would sign the supermax because Milwaukee's done well. But in this day and age, you know, in terms of player empowerment, if you don't like where it's going in the next year or two, you could just ask for a trade. Who's not going to mm-hmm. trade for Giannis? You know what I mean? Like you're still you're still yeah. so young. If like if two years from now he doesn't like what it is and, and he wants to leave Milwaukee, he's gonna be mm-hmm. 27, 28 years old. Even if it's a super max, who the hell is not paying for that? 
You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It all depends on what Giannis wants, and it's like we don't know. He's not. A, he's not the type to go out and, and talk about that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. right. He's a loyal cat. It's uh, I, from all from what I've heard, and I'm not saying I got the inside connect on this, mm-hmm. but all everything I've heard indicates that he wants to stay. Yeah. And, but at the same time, everything indicates it, and I think they've done everything. I, I personally think, personally, Calvin. I don't think that the, the 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 I think a lot of the losses fall on Giannis. You think it falls on Giannis, or you said yeah? yeah. I think okay. a lot of their playoff losses fall on him. And I'm, if I'm if I'm going to be candid about it, like I don't, yeah, I, I think he carried, but I think a lot of his glaring weaknesses were sh- like shined during those the playoffs, right? And um, you know, he needs to get better. So it's not just on the team, you know, like, yeah, the owners can get anyone they want around him. Yeah. He, he, but he needs to carry more, you know, but that's just my opinion. Right. Yeah. So if, 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 if I'm thinking that I, I wonder if he's thinking that he just needs to up his game to, to go further. Um, and he's the missing piece more than what they're bringing in. Cause I mean, I think the drew holiday gets them a little better. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously the Bogdanovich takes a lot of pressure off of him, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's an upgrade. He'll get them through the regular season. He'll get them through the regular season again. Yeah, absolutely. But it's funny because where where you shift the blame on Giannis, I I also put it on on Budenholzer as well. Like I yeah I, yeah I, I, like, yeah I like, like, like he, he takes some yeah. of that blame too because he doesn't adjust well in the playoffs. Like he's got no, a whole history no. of, of seeing it. So yeah, I like Casey. Yeah, so I, I think the next move, if they don't make it to the finals this time again, the next move is to let him go, even though he's won. Like sixty games every, you know, the first two years of of this season. I'm sorry, of his uh, of his contract. I like, I like Casey. Right? Yeah. Unfortunately. Um. Now speaking of of Fred Van Vliet, how happy are you for that guy? Like, is is the light skin movement here to stay? And are, <laughs> are, are we going back to the '80s and '90s with waves and green eye contacts? Is this is what we're no, going. No, 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 no. We're going look. Light skinned guys are are are, are, are instead of of, uh, of looking like prima donnas, we're the lunch pail kids. You know what I mean? Like you know, we're actually now putting it. You know, put it in the work. We're all the dark skinned guys. You know, it's your era of being the pretty boys. Now it's you know, the light skinned guys are putting the lunch pail work in now, man. They they they, they you know busted up, busted up. Uh, you know, we still have the waves and shit. But we got busted up eyes and lips and. And teeth and you, you got to sign a contract. The light skin dudes got to bet on themselves, right? That's what you trying to say. Yeah, you bastard. That's it. Ter- I'm stealing ter- that ter- moniker for the light. Like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> ter- tearing ACLs and 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 and, and Achilles oh, and all man. types of bullshit. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's our time, man. You know what I mean? We we need to come back. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, but I, 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 yo, bet on yourself, bro. Bet on yourself, man. You know, I I I love it. I love it. I love everything about it. It was. It was the number one thing the Raps wanted to do going into this. This is a weird season with COVID. Um, just really, no one really cares. And it's, it's, it's an awkward season. So I think right now, Fred Van Vliet put himself in the best position. If you're talking about a winner, you said, hey, who's a winner? He's a winner. Absolutely. He was a winner. You know, Not only did he get to win, he got to stay with the club that, that you know, we just talked about, like, faith in you. He got to stay with the club. And there's a vision there. There's a vision um, and he fits in that vision, so that's all you ever want to know. Uh, and he won a chip before. And he so, won a chip. No, he collected the bag. Pulled the what was it? What, what was that? When when it say pull the Brinks truck up. Yep. Pull the Brinks truck up, man. You know, man, we branding himself and everything, man. Now he get get some beard bomb. You know, I'm gonna grow him that beard out too. I want to be like Fred Van. <laughs> 
still, still got the hair anymore. Shit. Jealous. <laughs> but you know what's funny, though? Like, it's, I mean, everybody knows the story, but it's, again, I'll say it again. It's a beautiful story in the terms of the fact that the guy was, uh, he was a good college player, definitely at Wichita State. He gets undrafted. He has to pull his weight for those those few years. He gets his shine. Mm-hmm. He gets his respect on and off the court across the league. You know, and, and again, I think it gets solidified with this past season. He showed that it wasn't a fluke. And again, he won a ring. To me, I think it would have been a big loss. Like losing Surge, it, that losing Surge hurt. Because you, you, I would have loved to have him for another year. That hurt. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. And, and the way he embraced the city, the way he, you know, like the way he opened himself up with like all his like the social media stuff and the How Hungry Are You's and uh, all those shows. Like we're going to miss the banter with him and OG. Like, you know, like all that stuff. Like, you know, I mean, I know that's fun stuff off the court stuff, but like, I think just the, his presence for the last few years was just only grew with this team. And I loved it. I loved it. But it, it hurt. But I mean, to yeah. me, if if you would have lost Van Vliet too, I think that would have been really tough. And to me, it was it was tough because I know he wants to get that bag and he deserves it, you know. But at the same time, I couldn't see him going to like New York or Detroit. I'm like, how do you? I mean, you could get the bag here and still have a process of of. There's a vision there for you to win, you know what I mean? Whereas the, whereas the Knicks and 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 Detroit, like Detroit's even worse. Like the Knicks are young. At least they look like they're been on a come up. Detroit looks like they're just in purgatory. Like I don't, I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like so, to leave to go to one of those two places, as opposed to you know where you know your bread is buttered here, and and yeah, yeah, you know yeah. they, they gave you that opportunity too. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't see where you like. To me, I could, I never understood where he, why he would leave. You know what I mean? But, you, yeah, but 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 you know, anyway, it is what it is. Like the grass is always the grass. They think is green on the other side. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I think it's only going to, I think, I think that some of it too comes down to, to, to also like, like kind of usage and, and, and future. Right. I think, you know, like a lot of, I think search felt insulted that they only wanted them for one year. Yeah. But that the whole Giannis thing, man, it just, it hangs over the, over every, almost every franchise. Right. So nobody, nobody, wants, over, to commit, no, nobody no. wants to commit to like a three year, four year deal for like a, a no, big, when yeah. you know, when you know, like there's a chance you can get Giannis. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and then with Van Vliet, just to finish off, like again, the, the beauty of Van Vliet is, you know, first year of your of your contract, no state tax, buddy, because you're playing in Tampa Bay. So you know, like the the, the no state mm. tax thing for Florida, that that's huge. You know what I mean? <laughs> See, you're keeping more of that money now. It's awesome. So, but is that is that the fact though? Is that is yeah, that, yeah, is yeah, that they're, legit? They're, yeah, because that's they're not gonna get. They're playing in Florida for, I guess, thirty six games. It, so. If they chose that for that reason, that's genius. Sure, I never. I, yeah, I, I, I know. It was, I know they they definitely wanted to come back and play in Toronto, but you know, with everything regarding COVID and the Canadian government and stuff, you know, they, they rejected the Blue Jays. And I, I I I think if the NHL comes back, I don't know how that's going to work because the way they're rejecting teams from playing here and stuff, I don't know how it's going to work for the NHL. But the, the, you could have a case where seven Canadian teams might be playing in the states for the season. You know what I mean? So that that yeah, might get interesting yeah. too. You know, but with that said, yeah, if if they chose Florida, that's I mean, that's a win, 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 win. That it's genius. I I totally agree with you. Um, Chris Paul, do do you what do you what do you make of him joining the Suns? Oh man, I I think that's a great move for the Suns. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's what they need to be competitive. 
Um, I, I think that it, it, it's he, he's a little bit he's getting older, but I think he adds this. He, he's like he's like that kind of player coach. You know what I mean? He adds yeah. an element that they, they needed, and, and I, I think they needed to invest in Booker's future. Look what they did to uh, to Shea, young Shea Alexander. Man, I, mm-hmm. I think he did wonders for him. Yeah. Um, responded well. I think I think Booker responded well. I think uh, you know some of the other pieces. The Suns Suns had a great off season too. They they got, they, yeah. they really had a good one. So. I think there's a lot of good things going on with that org. I think they're going to be a, 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 a playoff team and, you know, position themselves with the, the moves they're making to be to make some noise. So good job. Yeah, I mean, um, lo- losing Oubre didn't hurt them because they got Cameron Payne, they got Mikel Bridges, yeah, who yeah. They, they wanted to play anyway. And then on top of that, you don't have to pay those guys for the next couple of years, whereas Kelly Oubre, I think, after this season, is a free agent, so you're going to have to look to pay him quicker. And then you got Jay Crowder for you know on a good deal. Uh, I love that. I, I think Miami that was a big loss for Miami. Mm-hmm. Huge loss for Miami. Huge loss yeah, for he Miami. Played, he played great in the bubble. He I was, like Jay Crowder. I, I always like Jay Crowder. I think he's a, he's one of those players that you, you 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 need on your squad. Yeah. And look, like Booker is ready to to win. Like he's ready to be a star now. This season is 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 where he's going to be flirting with an All NBA team. You know, at this yeah, point, like he's, you think so? Like, I think I think he's going to be gunning for. Him. I'm not saying he will get it, but he's going to be gunning for that position. Like, he's ready to go. Okay. Like that guy's ready. You know, and then and then people sleep on DeAndre Ayton, man. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm one of the few guys that really like that kid. Ah, uh, yeah, I like him too. I think I think he I think he's going to take a huge step forward this year. Yeah. Um, and that's kind. Of, listen, they finished the bubble. Great. Eight no. Eight and zero, man. Eight no undefeated in the bubble. You know. Yeah, and and, and 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 you know, and that kind of environment was good because they're focused. They're all, you know, they're all together. I think that COVID kind of aligned them, and I, and I think they're on the tra- trajectory to, to be a great squad. I'm I'm rooting for them. It's gonna be exciting to watch them too. I think you know, absolutely. Uh, and I I, I I I'm I want Chris Paul to play well too. I actually I'm rooting for him. Like I want him yeah. to do well. I, I agree, and then I'm looking at the roster right now. Like they picked up Sarage, they they re-signed Sarage on the deal, which I think is actually mm-hmm. underratedly like a like a good deal as well. Um, and then with Chris Paul, like, look, you know, as I was saying at the beginning of the pod, not everybody is, not every great player is going to win a ring. You know what I mean? Like it's, no. it's just what it is. Like for him, when he was in, you know, when he was coming to Houston a couple of years ago. He had the opportunity to to sign a max deal. I remember he wanted a five year deal. Houston wanted a three year deal, and he took the four year deal, and he, and, he, and he maxed out on that four year deal. Which again, he absolutely deserved it. He earned it, but it also put him in a tough place because once he got traded from Houston, and they you know like they no longer wanted to to win with him, it's tough to like like to to put him on a on a on a contending team because his contract was backlog. Like like the last. I think this year and next year he's making a combined ninety three million dollars. Next year he's making forty seven mil. Most contenders can't afford him without gutting your roster. You know what I mean? So like I like I think he should have taken that Kyle Lowry three year deal, and like that's if you wanted to win. You know what I mean? But I also get the point of you know you're getting older. Let me get as much years as I can left with as much guaranteed money. You let the chips fall where they may. You know, if you don't win, you don't win. Like, it's unfortunate. Like, every great player wants to have a ring or a couple of rings on their name. But, like I said before, not everybody's going to win, man. You know, and it does. And again, it doesn't mean you, you like, he's still not going to make the, he's still going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, 
I think that's a media thing where it's like we 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 bash on guys for not winning a ring. Like like I always say, like was Charles Barkley less impactful because he didn't win a ring? Like he was still a legendary NBA player that we all looked up to. Did Steve Nash not inspire millions of Canadians being a first first battle hall of famer? He didn't win a ring, but like does it lessen his impact? No. It, it is what it is. Not like not every great player wins rings, unfortunately. It's how how it works. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm with you, brother. When I look at CP3, I kind of look at it from the perspective of like he has a chance to like put another team in a winning situation again. You know, like who knows if if they end up making a, a contending leap in the next couple of years. But like I definitely playoffs is definitely in their future. I can't see how they don't make the playoffs unless unless there's like major injuries on their main players. Um, the the last well, the last I got two more questions and we'll 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 wrap up. But um, do do you think? Do you think the NBA player movement hurts the league? What do you, what do you mean by that? Like Elaborate. Just, just in terms of like all the player movement the last few years, the last five to ten years, like players. Uh, like, do you think it's it's hurt, or do you think it like enhances the league, or do you think it doesn't do anything? I I, I think it. I think what it does is it it it's uh, it controls it, the players control the narrative, right? So um, I, I'm indifferent on that. Because I think the players should have some autonomy on where they want to go and what they want to do. It's their lives. Uh, I think it adds a little bit of, uh, you know, there, there, there is a there, there is a lot more um, intrigue uh, on on where things are going to shake up. I, I think a lot of them have. There's been a lot of surprises. Um, you know, we we don't really see a lot of the surprises. Sometimes it's it's like kind of cut cut and dry. When offseason comes, because you kind of know where guys are going to go, or you have an idea. Right. It's kind of been different this year. Like that, that, that Montrez thing. I mean, that was that was classic. Like, who, who did you think Montrez is going to go there? I didn't. To the Lake, especially after the rivalry to the Lakers. No, yeah. it was ridiculous. But at the same time, it was. <laughs> it kind of makes sense, right? Like, like it's kind of weird, right? Like, um, there's just so many different things. Like Surge, you know, like, hey, you know, we all thought it was either going to stay with the Raps or go to Brooklyn, like. Like I didn't see that coming, so yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. There's, there's, it's been um, it's been interesting. It's been interesting to see some of the moves, and and I uh, um, I enjoy them. So yeah, I think it, it's interesting, man. Because I was thinking about this question today. Um, it makes me think of like, for example, I know I don't know if it was like a few weeks back. I was flipping through the channels and I seen. Um, the Sixers and the Raptors, the playoff series from 2019. I don't know which game if it was. It was game one or game seven. I, I can't remember which one. But um, I flashed it on for like, I watched maybe like a few minutes of the game. Like maybe about two, three minutes. And what kind of blew me away was like, when you watch the, the, the players on both teams, there's been so much movement for all the players involved. That game feels like it happened five years ago. You know what I mean? Like, like you, like go, go, look, go look at those games from 2019, Randall. It's like, it's like, it's, it's almost a completely different roster for both teams, and it, it was just like yeah. 16 months ago. You yeah. know, it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, I, like it's, it's, it's interesting, man. Like, I, like it's, it's, we're in a situation now where fans are, they're no longer rooting for teams; they're just rooting for players. I, I kind of look at it like, how does it affect like small teams going forward and stuff? It, it's interesting because. For us, like especially, you know, we're, we're, you know, like for for fans, for for social media content, for 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 our, for chat groups, for you know, for regular conversation. <laughs> I mean, shit, for podcast content, for what we're doing right now, it's great. All this player movement, 
in terms of where like it's probably more important for the NBA players, which is their which which is the what like the 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 bank accounts, the pockets. I don't know if it, if if all this player movement is great. You know, it's like 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 I I don't know like because I just I I I kind of question it because, for example, like if you're a fan of like the T Wolves, for example, like two years ago you were so happy Jimmy Butler came to Minnesota. You bought your Jimmy Butler jerseys. You did all this stuff. <laughs> And like a year later, it's like you just spent two hundred dollars on a hundred fifty dollars on this <laughs> NBA jersey, and it's like trash now. After a year, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, it just, it's interesting, man. Like I, I don't know. Like it's, I, I wonder where the league is going to be going, man. Like in, in a little bit of while, because like, like the translation of chatter between like the social media efforts and like the popularity of the league, I don't know if it's translating into the dollars. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I know it's a different conversation to have, but. Like, I wonder sometimes if it is hurting the league in a sense. Yeah, and the question I got for you then is, is, is we're talking about teams that, have, that are winning or losing. And you talked about a smart market team that kind of resonates with me. Like, they get stars, they lose stars. They get stars, they lose stars. What is going on with Oklahoma? <laughs> um, what the hell is going on with Oklahoma? I just want to hear your thoughts on that. You mean just like this year or just overall? Well, like just overall, like the direction, yeah. like I, they're just, they're just, it's like kind of what Danny Ainge is doing with just stockpiling picks. But I don't even see where, where's the means of the end going to go. Like they don't want to spend money. Like they had a team that was, con- I, did they go to the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, and the finals with yeah. like in the last ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and this year, past season they, in the bubble, they had an amazing bubble. They made a a push to 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 you know almost the Western Conference Finals. So like. I, I I just don't get it. I don't get I, where they're going, I, yeah, what they're doing, I what think, their vision is. I think they're just starting over because I mean, look, because at this time <laughs> they've been starting over for a long time, brother. No, but what I'm <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I think this is actually like a full rebuild now because, like, it, mm-hmm. like when KD left, right, you still had Westbrook and his talent. Yeah, they they won. They didn't make it up the first round, but they were still relevant because of Westbrook's MVP season. Then Paul George came and. Carmelo came and they they were still pretty relevant. Even even really and truly when you think about it, I think last year was supposed to be their rebuilding year, but I think Chris Paul pushed them to another place, right? So like yeah. so like this year yeah. now, like you're looking at the situation, it's like they got Al Horford, who I think is probably going to get moved at some point. I don't think he's staying in, in, in with the with the OKC Thunder, or if he starts the season, he's not ending it there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they they just moved Stephen Adams to the Pelicans. Ever since that that trio of great players that they drafted, you know, ten years ago, whatever it is, I think this is like the restart of it all. It's tough because, as you as you said before, like they didn't want to spend the money on Harden, which came back to ultimately bite them in the ass, right? Because you had injuries with Durant, you had injuries with Westbrook, the shit broke up. What uh, Durant left? Think of the players that they had. They had at one point Serge, KD, Harden. And Westbrook on the same team, all in their prime. Yeah, crazy, crazy. And all of them are crazy, gone. Man. All of them are gone now. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, even though like guys like Harden left and stuff, it's interesting because somebody like Harden, who was like a six man on that team, you know, before he left OKC, would he would he be this the, the same James Harden as it is now if he stayed with OKC? I don't probably not. You know what I mean? Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like McGrady. Remember when McGrady was with the Raptors? Would right. McGrady have been? Would McGrady have been that that good a player if he stayed? We don't know. Yeah. But I, what we do know is that it worked out for him when he left. 
oh yeah, it worked out swimmingly. He's he's, a, he's in the Hall of Fame now for it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's interesting. I, I like I just think what they got seventeen was like fifteen to seventeen first round picks in the next six years. So I'm just assuming. I mean, obviously you can't use like you can't you. I don't know. You you can't draft all of those picks. At some point, you're going to be moving at least half of those for for some star players or some some better players. But again, it's like you you know you're not they're not a city or a market that's going to recruit like the superstars to come over there. You know what I mean? So yeah, just I don't know, man. It just they just got to build within you know and Shea we trust. You know that's GA we trust and 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 Dort we trust. Some Canadians, you got to ride with them and, and just develop and develop and develop and just go from there. But this is, I think this is the full rebuild that I think they kind of wanted to do even from last year. It just, it just got delayed a year. You know, I guess that's the best way to put it. Like, I don't get, I still don't, I don't get that. <laughs> I just don't get it. Sorry. See, I don't get it. Like you, it's like the Raptors. Okay. They, 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 they wanted to go into a rebuild hypothetically when they traded Rudy Gay, but mm-hmm. didn't work out. Right, and, yeah. and and they ha- they rolled with the core that was working, and they they got rid of the fringe players, and and they built on, and they built on, and they and look, they they became a championship team. I I I, I think they had the moldings to to to, to keep going and, and to compete. I really do. I think in 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 the uh, what do you call it? It was more the, the the cohesiveness of that team was what made it strong. No, you're right. They they had they had a great nucleus this year and great chemistry. You can't, you yeah. can't deny. It. So you think they should have built on that instead of instead of blowing it up? Well, yeah, like like you, you, there's very rare that you get, and it was a special team. You could tell it was special. You could tell like they were like they played their asses off in that bubble. Like yeah. you could tell there was something different with that team. It's like when the Raptors started to win. Like everybody was like, I ain't scared of them, but you know, like there was I, like, something there. I remember, ta- yeah, I remember talking to Joel when they were starting to win. He's like, I ain't, we ain't scared to play them, but the last time they played them, he wasn't saying that. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't saying that. He was, like, yeah, he was like, oh, we weren't scared, but it wasn't like before. It was like, ah, oh, whatever. It was like, yeah, we weren't scared. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they knew they were coming. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're. I guess it's interesting to see because I'm like, I, I understand, I understand where you're coming from because they, they, they still had a lot, a lot of young pieces. It didn't. They like their future is still bright because of all the draft picks, so they could still build on some stuff, right? I, I get what you're saying. I, I get I right. get what you're saying, but I think they just they just wanted to just start over. I think that, I think that's that's the consensus you get there. And then for them too, like again, COVID, there's no fans. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. this is probably like the best mm-hmm. time to do it right now. You got to take that hit. Right. You may as well do it while everybody's home watching them on TV. I guess like that's <laughs> I guess it's perspective. Now I, I don't want to I want to wrap up the podcast, but it'll it, I'll be it'll be remiss for me to like. End this podcast off without talking about Kareem Maine, the 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 South Shore oh, NBA yeah, player yeah, that yeah. got drafted. Uh, well, he didn't get drafted, sorry, but he ended up signing a, a deal with Orlando. What are your thoughts on 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 his whole trajectory to to ending up in, in Orlando? Like, what do you think of the whole process? Man, I, I, I'm I'm first of all, I'm I'm super proud of him. I'm super proud that a a, a, a Montrealer um, got the opportunity. Um, to come right out of CJEP was essentially South Shore, like high school. South Shore, yes. South Shore cat. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't, you can't. Like in our lifetime, it's 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 crazy to think like that. We that where we're at right now. Um, this is kind of the tra- trajectory of things, right? For Canada basketball, and now first it started with the the whole you know um, 
in Ontario. And now we're seeing it really come to fruition across Canada in places like Montreal, like of all places. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy and, and it's, it's awesome, you know? Um, and I think it's, it's going to, from what I'm seeing, I, I think that's just the gateway. I think, you know, pretty soon we're going to see Quebecers or Montrealers um, in, in the lottery. Like I, there's some kids that are in the what do you call it, the NBA Academy right now mm-hmm. from Montreal, two of them, um, just looking great, man, and 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 are going to show and, and show and tell. Uh, and I think he he kicked down the door. Uh, you know, guys like you pay homage. So I think you know, like his style will build Cartwright, my man. Um, you know, it, it, you know, you went to Bill Cartwright to to Joel Anthony to you Bill know Cartwright. To, you to, mean to, um, Weddington? You mean? Bill, Bill, Bill Wellington. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Wellington. I always, always mix them up. Yeah, Bill Wellington. So, and now, and now, and now, now we have this guy. So, um, you know, he's going to show and prove that they already have a Montreal, Montrealer there too, right? Yeah, right? Cam Orlando? Birch. Cam Birch. Oh, Cam Birch. Yeah, that's still so big up to Cam Birch. Um, yeah, this is it's great. It's great, great time, man. The other thing too is, it's just it's interesting to see, you know, how the second gen. I think I was telling this to somebody. That it's interesting to see now in our era, you know, someone was asking, like, how do you feel about, like, you know, uh, uh, of, of Krim now, you know, making it to the league? And I'm like, yo, it's, it's just like Toronto. It's, it's, it's an indication of, like, our, it's, the, it's the, now the third generations that are making a noise. Like, we were second generation from immigrants that I mean, our parents didn't know anything about sports like that, but they put us in sports um, and, 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 and we took the torch and ran with it. And and you're seeing it come to fruition with all of us now giving back, coaching, mentoring, becoming parents, and these kids now are are are, are flourishing with what we kind of, you know, where we ended off. Yeah. Uh, and it's only getting started. People don't even realize that. I was talking to somebody today. It's only getting started. Like imagine what it's going to look like in two generations' time. We got yeah. the Elijah Fishers now coming up that are like fourth generations and third, fifth generations. It's going to be insane, man. The wave is just coming. They don't even know. Yeah, and I agree. And you can speak from experience because you're you're seeing it in the AAU world pretty much on a, on a regular yeah. basis, right? So you're you're seeing yeah. the potential that yeah, that's, like that's that's in the like, like like when I first started coaching and going down to US, even in our era, it was like, oh, look at these Canadians, big deal. Now it's like when we when we're when we when Canadians step in the building, people are like, oh shit, the Canadians. Are yeah, you know what I mean. It's no like, one takes Canadian teams lightly. Man. It's it's like Omar from the Wire. Shh, Omar coming. I'm happy for the kid. Don't get me wrong. I'm very happy for the kid. The, again, South Shore representer. You know, I think he's from St. Hubert. Can't front on that. Love to see it. And I'm happy that he ended up locking on to, uh, I believe, a two-way contract, right? Um, and, uh-huh. and and making that leap from Vanier College to to you know to playing you know in Amway Arena in Orlando. That's it's pretty crazy. Um, with that said, I. I mean, I wasn't crazy about him making that leap only because I'm like, I think if he would have went to school for a year in terms of because I think where he was like he, he would have it's not like he would have went to a mid-major. I think he would have went to a pretty big name. Like say he went to like Kentucky, for example. Right. He plays with John Calipari, mm-hmm. which is which is very possible. Right. I think he. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he was recruited by him or not. I can't remember the. Uh, if he was. I don't remember him getting the crazy offers, though. Yeah, I, like, but I but I know he had some big. I offers. could be wrong. He had some. He had some pretty big offers, like, from what I remember. Yeah, but he, he was a blue chip for sure. But right. I don't remember who, who. Yeah. Right, but but with that said, I'm like, 
you know, I'm just using this for example. Like if he went to Kentucky, he went to John Calipari, for example. You know, I think mm-hmm. that goes he goes from a situation where if he if he goes to school for a year, he goes from a situation where he's undrafted and having to play on a two way contract to getting a uh, first round money, possibly lottery money, and and getting, you know, eaten off the guaranteed money for the next few years. You know, mm-hmm. so so it's like you just you just set yourself up in a better position because I'm like you know, like I know the 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 enticement of playing in the league, but I'm at the same time I'm kind of like like kind of like what's the rush? You know what I mean? Because I'm like that mm-hmm. one year. I mean, you never know what happens, but that one year could have set himself up way further, you know, as opposed to like having to work your way on a roster. But I mean, with that said, I absolutely wish him the best. Like this is no hate on the kid. I wish him the best. I hope he succeeds. Like I hope it ends up like the Dort situation where he ends up getting a you know a contract for the next couple of years and. You know, and, and he could continue to prove himself and grow from there. Hopefully, Orlando has something in place where, where it's kind of like you know he kind of gets to blossom. So we'll we'll see what happens. But, mm-hmm. um, but like I said, for me, I, I would have liked to see him go to like a big time school and then just play that one year and then try it. You know, just just to, just yeah. to shore up more guaranteed guaranteed money. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, but you know, the other thing too, what I think. And I, and I could be wrong on this, but I think he also, um, you know, because he went to CJF, and I think he went to CJF for like the max amount, sorry, years. I think he went to CJF for the max amount Three of years. years. Yeah. So um, I, I think he's also getting up there in age that it was like he would have been probably a, a sophomore if he would have went to college or, or maybe a, ending his freshman year. So he felt like. Sometimes that that kind of age thing kind of hurts you at times. Yeah. So I think Perception you know. Anyway. It, yeah, I, I think he he opted because the only way you opt is because you got someone that's basically guaranteeing you either they're going to draft you or if you're a free agent they're guaranteeing they're going to sign you. It's yeah. one of the two things, it, and it's similar to what happened to Dort. Like Dort had you know Dort left. He had people endorsing him to to, to go to the league. Um, he got a he got a solid offer. He actually was was was. You know, someone had contacted him to get to draft him. I, I heard, and he said, "No, don't, don't, don't. I don't want to get drafted because it would, you know, he wanted to go because um, I think he he knew he'd end up getting more money the route of um, as a free as a free agent, right? Especially if he wasn't going to get drafted in the first round. Correct. Yeah, and I mean, and and you're right because he did go to school. He did go. He did play a year. Same same situation. I think he yeah. he, he 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 was he, he spent some time floating around, going to prep schools. And, and, and he maxed out on his eligibility, um, and, and you know, it spent I think was it two years in, in or two years right at Arizona? No, State? one, one, one. He left after. Oh, one year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he was older when he left. Yeah, true. Because he's twenty-one now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it worked out for him, you know. And, and I think the way he's played, like I, I think. He's gonna he's gonna get some more money in the future. I just um, Headley, one of our other South one of the other South Shore family members. I know he. Can't stand the fact that he signed a four-year deal, but um, <laughs> with that said, I mean at the at the price at the price at he the price, got it yeah, for too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I I, I get, I get that. Um, but with that said, it's like at least you know he is as long as he doesn't get hurt and he keeps improving, he's established himself. He's gonna get the bag at some point. Like he's he's definitely gonna get the bag at some point. But it's um, but like I said, I wish the kid the best. You know, I, I hope he you know I hope he has a thriving career. But it's. Like I said, I just I just wish he maybe played the route of going to a bigger school and just seeing what happened. But again, like I said, then again, it, it could have been a door situation where you end up in the same spot anyway. Who knows, right? It's tough. It's tough to call sometimes. But 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and from from what I've heard, all intents and purposes, it sounds like he uh, he had a great combine. He showed well, you know, great great results with showing athleticism out. And he he's gonna he you know he, it's gonna take him some time to mature. For I sure. think playing in the NBA, I think it's a big jump from playing AAU and and CJA uh, to going right to the league. You know, yeah, it's a huge yeah. jump. So. Um, we'll, we'll have to see how he does. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. It's the first time ever. Um, and he, 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 he's a trailblazer. So let's see what happens. Yeah, no, no doubt. All right, brother. Uh, with that said, man, thank you for, for hopping on this podcast today. As always, you know, it's a pleasure. Yes, sir. And, and, uh, and keep in mind, like I said, the, uh, the, the NBA preseason, the annual preseason preview was going to be a uh, year. Was it year five at this point now that we're doing it? Yeah. Top flies, man. right? Yeah, you're five, and and, um, and it's it's just around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, seriously, literally dude. around the corner, like in about like, um, like four weeks or so. Yeah, not even, not even, probably not like even. two, two, not three even. weeks. We got we got to pick a date to record it. But really and truly, it's like that, and it's funny because it's it's like as much as you want to dive into the to the off season it's like like for me i'm like i don't want to dive in too much to it because i feel like i'm going to be stepping on that the, those that those future episodes but it's so close <laughs> it's so close yeah <laughs> it makes no sense but yeah man so we'll uh, we we'll be back up at it in the next couple of weeks or next few weeks anyway so yes sir yes sir thank you all for tuning in to the latest episode of the AF podcast and thank you and special shout out to Randall Walter for coming on to discuss the NBA offseason. Uh, so for you basketball fans, we're going to be doing a bunch of preseason pods coming up the week of the NBA season. Um, some episodes have already been recorded. I, I actually can't wait for you to watch that one. It was a lot of fun. It was actually done as, as one of the episodes for season five of The Stoop. I'm aiming for December 10th as the season premiere for that series. Uh, but I will keep you posted if things change or the date change. But if so, um, you're going to be getting it during the holidays anyway, at least the first episode. So I, I can't wait for you to, to see them as I venture into this, to this uh, visual space. Um, I appreciate your patience with that. And at the end of the month, we'll be doing our annual MVPs of 2020, the year-end wrap-up episode. And look, I, I know there's a lot of sadness attached to this year, but... There are always positives and great things that come out of darkness. All right. So I'm going to go out of my way to highlight that. And that's going to be at the end of the year. I appreciate your support this year. Seriously, I really do. Uh, please continue to like and subscribe all of my shows for South Shore Ave. And as always, head over to SouthShoreAve.com to check out all of my past work. Uh, once again, that's SouthShoreAve.com. For Randall Walter, this is Kyle C. And you just tuned in to the AF Podcast on South Shiraz Radio. Until the next episode, folks. Peace. We out. <laughs> <laughs>